Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And today, we'll be talking about the third episode in the HBO show, House of the Dragon. What did you think? Oh my god, this is just just ramping up. Here we go. (laughs) This this is ramping. (laughs) This whole episode had me kind of on edge the whole time. How did you feel? Dude, same. From the first scene, which was grisly, that guy getting crucified to the end man it's rough that it's from his perspective right because you're like oh cool i mean not cool because he's getting hurt but then cool because he's getting saved like yes the dragon comes before he gets eaten by the crabs and then Mm, i was like oh he's gonna get burnt (laughs) to death for sure and then i was like no he didn't all right little man's gonna live and then boom the dragon lands and he just gets crunched (laughs) like yeah i mean it's a little it's a little deep for right at the beginning of the episode but it's such a such a good example of how the nobility just really doesn't care (laughs) No, you know what I mean. Yeah, the guy's even like my prince, my prince, like, and just just nails him right in the chest and walks forward. And they're like losing that battle too. That the whole thing had such a dire kind of this isn't going well air to it. And then you know we we skip over to the things happening in King's Landing, and I guess it's a two year time skip. Yeah, I think so. Two or three years. That was kind of the impression that I got. This is interesting that we're moving along this quickly. Yeah, which I kind of like. I like it too. I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot of stuff that we didn't really need to be there for, you know, like whatever. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So just to get this cleared up right at the beginning here is the king. The king's now married to Alisant and the baby in her belly is his. But yeah, um, so Aegon was was just born two years ago. They're celebrating Aegon's second name day. So Aegon is obviously the son of Alicent Hightower and Viserys Targaryen, half-brother to Rhaenyra and uh, Daemon, obviously. Uh, so now there's another brother in the mix here. Okay. Um, and then the and then Allison appears to be pregnant with another baby on the way. Okay. The only thing that confused me was like in the carriage, the king was like, "And sh- quick enough, we'll have a grandson." And I was like, "Wait." Well, yeah, because he's trying to marry Rhaenyra off. Okay. Right. Okay. So he's yeah. That was kind of him saying, "All right, you're up next. You're, you're up. Yeah, bro. you're on deck. Okay. Like, let's get a baby up in you." Um, and that seems to be like the thrust of like a lot of this episode is just. Uh, Viserys and Rhaenyra kind of arguing about what Rhaenyra is supposed to do. Rhaenyra obviously doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to be married off, which makes a lot of sense, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, like <laughs> like Jason Lannister it just crashes and burns. That was a rough scene <laughs> yeah, to watch. <laughs> a swing and a miss. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Rhaenyra is going to get together with Kristen Cole? Or do you think that he's too lowborn for her? The Kingsguard? I- well, because like Viserys was like, he gets kind of frustrated and um, kind of worn down to the point where he's just like, okay, just marry whoever you want. We just got to get you married. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, but I don't think that it, like if she came to the king with like, okay, what about Kristen Cole? Like, first of all, he's a king's guard, so he can't marry. Um, but even if he could, he's probably too lowborn for her anyway. So it's not beneficial or they don't get a new kingdom out of it or anything. Who is the guy that is, I don't know his name. Is he Jason's twin brother or like, um, okay. So the guy who he, in a previous episode told Viserys, um, you should marry Corley's 
daughter. It would be the smart thing to do. And then in this episode, he tells the king, you know what would be a really good idea is if you married Corley's nephew. Uh, who is that guy? Is that Lord he, Beesbury, the master of coin? I don't know, but he's I making all kinds be. of sense. Like He's like the only <laughs> rational actor in this yeah. entire show. And I love him. And he's just like, hey, this is a pretty good idea. Like right Jovial here. face, like big cheeks, right? Yeah, he's got. He's kind of like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel like they're trying to make him kind of like like Varys from A Game of Thrones. Like he seems to kind of be. I don't think he's the Master of Whispers, or I don't think I don't even even know if that position exists. Right. But he seems to be that kind of, or maybe like Peter Baelish, you know, yeah. just like that kind of like the rational, like kind of behind the scenes, doing what's best for the realm kind of guy. But we haven't seen very many like of his own conniving like goals or anything like that but yeah yeah yeah, exactly but he seems to generally like actually want what's best for the kingdom yeah exactly you know what and you know what so does Viserys like um I'm for sure okay so this is my thing with Viserys he's not a complete idiot right like he he knows how to compromise he knows how how to listen he does want what's best for the realm it's just it takes him a little while to get there Maybe when more like a more shrewd king would get there way faster than he would. But like he's still he's not a good king. He's just really not. He's a good peacetime king when things are going well. Like he seems to thrive because he really cares about his image and like having fun and his air and like important things for sure. But as soon as something big comes up, he's like, "Uh, actually, we're just having a party right now. We're not talking about war. And they're like, actually, though, this rebellion is like a really big deal. deal. Fix it now. And you totally can. And he's just like, this is not the time. You're like, it is the time. (laughs) It's absolutely the time. It's been the time. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Speaking of rational actors that are kind of like on the king's side and helping him out, Alicent Hightower comes in with this amazing advice for him. He comes in, reads that letter, and he's just like, he's he's back and forth on it, just not being a super, you know, (laughs) super drinking so we can not have make decisions. Right. And then she comes in and she says, would it be better for the realm if the crab feeder is thriving or if he's vanquished? And it's just such a perfect question. It's just like, it'd be better if he was just gone, right? So just deal with it. Right. Like, stop worrying about what's going to happen if you deal with it. It'd be better if you just do it. You know, right. like she's awesome. I love Allison. She is really awesome. Yeah, he's framing everything through the filter of how will people see me? Well, how will this affect my public image if I act accordingly? And it's like, man, that's really not the question. The question is, what is the best thing for the realm right now? And that is for you to definitely take out the rebellion that's mm-hmm. occurring and well, I mean, affecting <laughs> you and your family. Well, his public image is obviously important to a degree, but the question is like, how much more important is that than the realm? And it's not, it's right. not even close. Not at all, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I like his, and I didn't think I would, but I do like his and Allison's kind of thing they've got going here. Like, mm-hmm. they seem to be kind of a good, they make sense, yeah. honestly, like, a lot. Though, what are your feelings towards Allison and Rhaenyra's <laughs> new relationship? Yeah, it sucks. It's a bummer. It does suck. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's just, um, I think Rhaenyra is, um, I completely understand how she's feeling. She's been pushed aside. Uh, from her perspective, she's been completely pushed aside, uh, not only by her best friend, but now her best friend's baby and her new brother, who is like, right. it's very, very warranted that she'd be worried about her claim to the throne and stuff and like all of that. And um, it sucks that that's how it all shook down, but I totally understand 
Allison saying yes to marrying the king also you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like i don't know like like who yes. like i wouldn't turn down being queen you know <laughs> who would <laughs> right. right like i don't know it's it's a it's one of those messy messy uh, game of thrones house of the dragon westerosi situations here i uh had to laugh because like i'm sure i'm not the only one here but when i get into a new song i'll be like this is the song of the week and i'll just play it over and over and over and over right. again and she was like doing that with the depleted. i know that was awesome <laughs> yeah, i love how they like... threw that in speaking of cool things um the next time i'm hung over i am absolutely going to say the gods have punished me for my indulgences <laughs> <laughs> so good the gods <laughs> that is a classic because i used awesome to line. I used to say, like when I was hungover, I used to say, "Gods, I was strong then," like what <laughs> uh, Robert Baratheon said in the episode right, or first right. season of Game of Thrones. Gods, I was strong. Gods, then. I was strong then. Uh, I gotta say, I was a little annoyed with Rhaenyra. It's like I fully understand where she's coming from, and the king, yes, is does not have like a history of sticking to his decisions, but she's definitely blaming him for replacing her before he's actually replacing her and he's actually doing like a pretty good job of standing by her side in front of right, a lot of the guys yeah. who come up and try to like manipulate him to be like you should definitely choose this person or that person and like obviously it shouldn't be Rhaenyra and he's like no it will be then he swears to her so it's like you know it's like yeah he's has yeah, I think her anger is a little here, bit but... misplaced for sure yeah though like, getting he married hasn't really... thing, I can totally but he hasn't that. done anything to show that he's gonna go back on what he said Right. right. I mean, he hasn't really outwardly said anything like that. So, yeah, I totally feel you. I mean, um, but I think that's just it's I mean, Rhaenyra's character is very like proactive and you know what I mean? Like, I, mm -hmm. I feel like she's kind of almost like nipping this in the bud and just kind of making sure in her own way. And it's like a bit of a self-defense mechanism or something like mm -hmm. i mean if i was Rhaenyra, i would definitely be very worried about my claim totally like though i like, think my um actions to try to cement it would be to involve myself in the hunt to involve myself in the talks to be like mm -hmm. as proactive yeah. as possible and so everyone's like yeah no she's definitely i'm definitely the heir and yeah. You know that she's gonna do a good job because look at her she's doing a good job right now and so it's like i think she's just like i don't know she's not helping herself pr wise anyway <laughs> optically optically yeah exactly i mean but she did help herself in the sense where you know she comes in like a badass with a boar like dragging a boar behind her covered in blood yeah like, that, that was, was pretty cool pretty awesome and then yeah. what did you think about that tiny little snippet where her and sir Kristen are on that hill kind of overlooking the pavilion over there and then the white heart comes up hmm. and then Kristen's about to kill it and she says no like don't kill it I thought that was really cool. That was a nice little scene. I don't know. What did you think about that? I thought it was like a a call to the future of like if she ends up reigning, that's the sort of queen that she wants to be. You know, like she's like trying yeah. to like be. She's like inspiring herself almost, and that like I don't want to be just like killing for no reason. Because like in the scene before that, we just saw the king take down a stag in the most unsportsmanlike way imaginable. Right? He's like trapped up he's tied he's already probably wounded a little bit and the king just like walks up gets handed a really fancy new weapon yeah. stabs it while it's all it's like kind of the, in contrast to his uh, lameness almost and like reliance yeah. on the people around him and her just being like no i will choose like freedom and love and life yeah they're really hammering home the differences between Rhaenyra and Viserys and even Damon. But let's talk yeah. about Damon, actually. Yeah, let's talk about Damon. We've got, okay. Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> the, I mean, let's just get straight to it. Damon going in alone right there. 
has to be one of the most badass things I've ever seen on television. Man, that was. I mean, awesome. there are there are quite a few moments like that in television, but just oh my god, he chooses that was, to go dragonless, and he has that was a that was so so nuts. Like, because I thought that he was actually going to talk to the crab feeder. I thought that it was going to be, I don't know what it was because, okay. So Viserys sends him that letter and says, we're going to help you out. And obviously he's not, he doesn't want that at all. So he goes off on his own. Awesome. Totally understand all of that. Cause in Damon's eyes, that means he's lost already. Like when he needs his brother's help, that's when he's already lost. So he's kind of proving to himself and his brother that he can still win this. Right. And boy, right. does he, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I thought that he was, I don't know why I thought this because in retrospect, it doesn't really make that much sense, but I thought he was going for a kind of sneaky diplomatic route where mm -hmm. he was going to like talk this out and then find some sort of compromise so that he would look like the victor without any more bloodshed. And then they'd be able to just sew that all up. But I was a thousand percent wrong. Like, I mean, <laughs> I thought I was also a thousand percent wrong because I thought, and it was very much portrayed like this because it goes from him being like really mad to him all of a sudden they're doing it. So what I thought was like, he was finally driven to the edge of his, of his situation with his brother. And he was like, I need to win this. And then he was going to go like ally with the crab king to like oh. take over his brother. That's how it was kind of, I thought it was being presented to me. Oh. And then totally wrong, totally wrong, which I should have known. I should have listened to myself in the last couple episodes, right? I said he would be driven right to the edge, but he would never actually rebel against the king. No, but it makes total sense why Viserys doesn't want Damon to be king and why nobody else really seems yeah. to want to because he's obviously insane he's like, impulsive he, he's reckless. like yeah he's like mel gibson in lethal weapon insane yeah. right yeah. i mean and it's <laughs> it, it's a good kind of it's a productive kind of insane obviously he gets yeah he gets things done but like man like that that was that was also, ridiculously risky those archers need to be fired i know sure. okay that was <laughs> that was kind of like a little bit of an eye rolly thing where it was just kind of like okay but i mean he does get shot like three times yeah but he should have been shot like a hundred times yeah, it was like 80 <laughs> archers on the cliff face like yeah it was a lot but to be fair i mean there was a lot of debris everywhere he was Dude, hiding behind so they choreographed that really well Very it made well. it made like 95 percent sense oh yeah right i mean you got a little bit of there's some fantasy yeah, in there yeah, you know whatever. he's not, he's a superhuman you know what i uh, am going to totally hate on him for is during the first scene he's like flying around i was like this is so rad then he lands it's like dude you, you're one advantage here well besides the fire breathing dragon is flight right like this is moving so fast you know how hard it would be to hit someone on the back of a dragon flying with yeah. a dragon beneath them like so hard then he lands and i was like wow cool now you just went from like 99 percent definitely going to win to like well 75 percent like yeah, you know, totally. now archers can get you and then immediately after thinking that an archer gets him and i was like yep man well that's that's what yep. happens when you land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. What did you think about them not showing him actually killing the crab feeder? I don't think that the crab feeder is actually dead. Are you kidding me? Well, like it doesn't show him it. It just shows like all the other guys coming in. No, he goes into that tunnel and cuts the crab feeder in half and pulls his uh, his top half out of the cave and oh, leaves well, it there you... with his intestines hanging out. Like, oh, okay. Well, I thought I don't know. I must not have seen that or something and been distracted moving my computer or some shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, there, I mean, I like guess you just it was said like... like you didn't see him killing, but you do well, see he... him apparently draw out 
drag out half of his yeah body. like he goes into the tunnel and then grabs him you didn't see that that was like the most important part of the episode. was it like the last part of the episode it was like the last like 30 seconds of it oh probably. okay as soon as i like saw like all the other guys come in from corliss then i was like cool and then i started moving my computer oh really wow yeah, yeah you i was late already and so i was that's like, okay um yeah that's what happens is i think that they i think that they totally solved that whole thing and now damon's gonna go back over to oh for Westeros. sure i mean I'm there's nothing else to do really <laughs> I'm gonna have to go yeah, back and watch. Go back and rewatch sure. it, yeah, because like I mean, he cuts him in half and drags his top half out of the cave. And oh then, wow! And that it's no, just dude, like, he's definitely still alive, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, when you said that, I was like, um, Chad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, like I just thought it was last... gonna like fade to black, so I was like, "All right, now I gotta move over." Oh no! Just so everyone a, was... knows the it was already super late at night, and we had to do a lot of recording, so I was trying to rush. No, there was a whole little nugget there at the very end. Whoops! Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, that whole I love in these shows in Game of Thrones and in House of the Dragon. Now the the kind of long last scenes mm-hmm. has become kind of a thing in this show, right? There's always like this one, not always, but this um, frequently a very long last scene and it's epic and delicious so before we wrap up here i want to ask you a couple things so i have two questions one uh, how do you think viserys is going to die because obviously he's going to like i mean we could be wrong about this but i think we can we can this pretty season? much safely assume that yeah viserys is gonna die in this season oh, this, yes yes uh, for some reason i thought we were talking about damon and i was like i don't know man am i go no, yeah no. viserys is going to die this season um Let's see. Do I think that he's cool enough that they're going to honor him with like a cool in battle death? Oh, no, no. He's going to be betrayed. It's going to be poison or like a knifing in his bedroom yeah, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, something. It's going to be not cool. OK, yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I thought he was going to die in this episode. Oh, Cause, wow. Because just the vibe, like the general, because yeah. the way that everybody was saying like, oh, this is such a blessed day. Like the, the seven are really smiling on us today. I was just like, something's not right here. Yeah. Like, I don't like the way that this is shaking down, but he didn't obviously. But I thought uh, that was why I was so on edge for a lot of this episode is because nothing was really like happening really of consequence for like a little while. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh boy, this is getting weird. Everybody's saying yep. how great of a day this is turning out to be. And it's, I have a feeling it's not, but they got a me. A little calm before um, the stormy. But I, my other question is, do you think that in this season, they're going to have a moment that is comparable to the Red Wedding? Yes. Um, in this season. Or yes, at least how about, how about in well, this show, in this no. show, in the whole... In the show, the, yes. You think so? Yeah, because like, yes, the Red Wedding so. is obviously legendary. I mean, there's legendary. just there's nothing like that. Oh, I think they're going to work very hard to build up to that. But one of the things that made the Red Wedding so, like, just hit so hard was it was, like, not in the first season. There was so many characters yeah. that we had spent so yeah. much time with, you know? You'd and almost so need so, to, yeah. Yeah, and so I think it'll be second or third season before they just decide to take out... 14 characters at one sitting and slaughter them yeah. you know because it'll be more more impactful that i way. know i saw like this thing on tiktok and somebody was asking like what do you think was worse the red wedding or viseria's wife dying in childbirth oh the red wedding yeah and it was just like obviously both of them are awful but uh, awful. the red wedding is like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so like a, much a worse like, yeah it's so <laughs> yeah. so bad um, but yeah, this uh, that video kind of got me thinking. Like, I wonder if this show is going to have something like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think they've like thought about it and talked about it, and they're like, "All right, guys, we gotta like, we already yeah. made an intro to Rival. We're doing all these things to make it just a little bit better because like we gotta, and so we gotta have a scene because Game of Thrones calls it it must, where we just slaughter like ten people that everyone loves. You know, it's funny. Um, 
I was, I, I'm trying to go into this as much as I can, not comparing it to Game of Thrones because and just treating it like its own thing, obviously. But I think it's also kind of unavoidable. Oh, totally. Also, but I really do think this is like, this is on par. Like this, this is oh, very yeah. much. This is just as good as um, kind of like mid middle seasons of Game of Thrones. Like I don't think it's as good as like third or fourth season yet. But that's right. just because we haven't had... A, it's been three episodes, right? But right. only we after these three episodes, the... it's way better than a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like It's way better, better than seasons seven and eight already. Absolutely. And time will tell, obviously. I mean, um, I think Game of Thrones will always have like just a little bit more special place in my heart just because I had read those books before I'd watched the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so already just in love with all those characters. I mean, um, Peter Dinklage as Tyrion Lannister... Uh, I don't know if he could really touch it. I mean, like so Matt special. Smith, yeah, like Matt Smith is doing a bang up job. Emma Darcy is doing an amazing, amazing job as Rhaenyra and stuff. So like, this is already such a great cast, and um, I'm gonna try as we go forward to you know keep it to the House of the Dragon. You know, don't bring up Game of Thrones too often or anything. But this show is just ah oh, man, it's already becoming one of my favorites. It's so me good. too. So me so too. Good. It's uh, it's creeping into like the top ten show list and. I don't see it creeping out of that list. In fact, I only see it kind of going farther up it. I could see this becoming kind of like a better call Saul to Breaking Bad kind of situation where like I've talked to quite a few people who like better to better call Saul more than Breaking Bad. Um, I mean, me personally, like I still kind of like Breaking Bad a little bit more, but I haven't actually finished. I haven't finished Better Call Saul either. I've only watched (laughs) two seasons of it. So um, (laughs) but it is cool that that conversation is even happening you know because mm-hmm. if you had talked to me like three or four months ago i would have been like ah i bet it's gonna be fine like i don't know but then that was kind right. of my who reaction knows? too i was just like oh who knows it could be whatever who cares like i'm not gonna worry about it till it comes out and ah man it's so cool awesome it's very refreshing it's yeah. like i feel i'm like all the weight is like unlifted my back is unclenched i'm like all right we're in good hands i'm just along for the ride now and stoked about it whereas before yeah. i was like Okay. Yeah, what a cool year for TV shows. I mean, we had Stranger Things season four, and we had uh, Rings of Power, which is shaping up to be terrific. And we've got terrific. this, which is better than both of the other ones. <laughs> but, Yo, definitely. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but uh, it is seconded by me. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, like like late August and early September has been proving to be um, quite the part of the year because uh, the new Stephen King book drops in a couple days too. Oh dang! What's uh, it called? After tomorrow, Fairy Tale. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm so, so, so I'm going to go into Powell's like that exact second that Powell's opens. But anyway, starting to get off topic, which means it's time for us to wrap this up. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode for our recap of episode three of House of the Dragon. Very excited to see you again for episode four. I wish it was Sunday night already so that Uh, we could watch episode four (laughs) because that episode went by way too fast. It really did. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.